What you're hearing now is, of course, the iconic introduction to Mozart's 40th Symphony in G minor, played by ACO artistic director and lead violinist Richard Tognetti. Eighteen musicians and six staff members of the ACO have just landed into London yesterday, and we're preparing ourselves for three performances in residence with the Barbican Centre. I'm Joseph Nazetti. I've worked with the Australian Chamber Orchestra for the past five years on our multimedia projects. I'm happy to be here with the orchestra in London to take our film, Mountain, on another live outing. Listen in, and I'll take you behind the scenes on the ACO's Barbican Residency, October 2018, in London. Along the way, we'll hear from ACO cellist Julian Thompson on the acoustics of Milton Court and the thrill of playing Mozart. I must admit it is one of life's great joys playing these three symphonies all together in one concert. Tour manager Lisa Molyneux on coffee and touring with iPads. There's great coffee everywhere, just exquisite coffee, you know, up to Australian standards. And artistic director Richard Tonietti on the importance of casting a spell for the audience through staging. So I like the idea that, yeah, you just walk on stage and bang, action, like in theatre. On the first day of rehearsal, I head over to Milton Court and catch up with the players who are rehearsing for our Mozart program. The weather is really beautiful. It's sunny and clear. After the muggy, rainy weather in Sydney, the cool, clear skies are a welcome change. Hello. How are you doing? Good. At the first break in rehearsal, I catch up with cellist Julian Thompson. So Jules, welcome back to London. Great, thanks Joseph, it's great to be here. Oh, when were you last at the Barbican? We were here last year, not at the Barbican. We played Royal Festival Hall at the end of last year and earlier um, in 2017 we, we did another residency here at the Barbican actually, sort of our precursor to this one. Yeah, fantastic. Have you played Milton Court specifically before? We have played Milton Court before. It's a beautiful space. I don't know exactly how many it seats, maybe seven or 800. Beautiful acoustic. A little bit reminiscent of the Adelaide Town Hall but slightly drier and more clear. The program that you guys will be starting this tour with, the last three symphonies, mm. were you on tour with the ACO when they performed that program, I think in 2015, around uh, Australia? Yes, I was indeed. So we, I've played this, this program quite a few times, and I must admit it is one of life's great joys playing these three symphonies all together in one concert. Yep. Truly a pinnacle of the repertoire. Have you felt it's changed much? It's always developing, always changing with time. I think one of the interesting things of playing more symphonic repertoire with the ACO is that often we have a different group of wind players from different countries with different backgrounds, different pitch centres even, so it's really interesting for the wind section to come together and find their feet and then add something to what the ACO brings to the table. I stick around through the afternoon to listen to the final dress rehearsal. The sound of the hall is generous and warm, especially for our bass player Max. A member of the audience commented to me after that it was almost as though there were three basses on stage and not just one. For the second concert of the series, the ACO shift over to a new hall, the 2000 seat Barbican Hall, for a presentation of Mountain Live. So I'm backstage here in Barbican Hall with tour manager Lisa Molyneux. How long have you been here, Lisa, in London? 
I've been in London for seven days. I travelled a little ahead of the orchestra just to spend a bit of time with family and um, now working hard. I see as part of your duties for the orchestra on this tour, you're actually taking care of a bizarre box. What am I looking at? Yeah, so whilst we were in London, we picked up this beautiful iPad road case that is actually includes a charging station. So all of the musicians can load their iPads in here at the end of rehearsal, charge everything up, and then it's all ready to go for their performance. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. Do, do you know how typical it is for contemporary orchestras to use iPads in, in lieu of printed sheet music? I think initially it's quite hard for musicians to get their head around not looking at sheet music and not turning pages as such with their hands. Mostly it's a great improvement from sheet music. It's easy to share bowings and markings. It's really fantastic. Yeah, amazing. And shout out to uh, ACO librarian Bernard Rofe. Who loads up all the music and has been fantastic at um, teaching us how to share the markings. and. Fantastic. I've got to ask as well, I think a lot of business has gone to a certain cafe since the orchestra landed in because of your recommendation. Oh, yeah. The coffee in London has just become really good. Um, last time I was here, it was very questionable. It was, you know, it was sort of that pret sort of liquid, but um, there's great coffee everywhere. Um, Saint Espresso, which is literally 10 paces from our hotel, has just exquisite coffee, you know, up to Australian standards. I've got my, um, you know, loyalty card that I've <laughs> maxed out already. <laughs> that evening, sold that performance of Mountain Live goes off without a hitch, concluding with a remarkable Q&A session from director Jennifer Peden, Richard Tonietti, and British author Robert McFarlane, who contributed the narration script to the film. The next morning, we shift back over to Milton Court, but first up, an essential trip to Saint Espresso. On the way there, I bump into tour systems engineer Felix Abrahams. How would you rate the coffee at Saint Espresso? Very, very positive, very encouraging, as you might say. Very grateful for that tip. Thanks, Lisa. One hour out from the third and final performance of the series, I catch up with Richard Tonietti. Tonight brings us to the end of this premiere three concert residency with the Barbican. The Australian subscribers listening in will likely pick up on the fact that each of these has its roots in the national ACO programming of the last couple of years. Do you have an overall sense of how the London crowd has taken to the two programs you've performed so far? <laughs> the three last symphonies of Mozart in this very small and incredibly resonant hall is quite an over and should be an overwhelming experience that you can't really um, gain easily in the large concert hall experience. And then conversely, Mountain, this epic program that we present, we get the opportunity to play overseas. In a way, even though the barbing lends itself, I think, very well to this um, kind of epic film, uh, live concert experience. Well, so it was a different audience, but I, I think the contrast of the two is, yeah, something we've been after for a long time because we rarely get this opportunity to play different programs in the one city and especially the greatest city on earth being London. Jen Peedham, the director of the film, mentioned afterwards that at some point about 10 minutes in, there's a clamour behind her and someone was standing up having some sort of vertiginous attack. I guess oh, yeah, yeah. this might have been in the middle of no, Sublime, it, actually. Apparently it happens, yeah, in 
<laughs> what can you do? Certainly doing the trick in some way. Uh, back to the Mozart program, there was an interesting point in the dress rehearsal on Monday where you sort of coordinated with the band to lead them straight into the top of a movement after walking on stage rather than giving them yeah. and the audience a sort of customary chance to settle in. Uh, are these the sorts of energising details you hope to find yourself when you go to a gig? I always find it a bit of a letdown that the fourth wall, so to speak, which is in theatre, that wall between the audience and the imagination, that it's broken immediately when an orchestra comes on a stage with sometimes with their handbags and they're talking, they're tuning and everything, but not engaged with the audience and it's not theatrical. So I like the idea that, yeah, you just walk on stage and bang, action, like in, in the theatre. And there is something, the dramaturgical intensity of those three last symphonies, okay, perhaps, you know, I feel that I'm just simply presenting what Mozart has left us in the score. And I, I don't even feel that I'm interpreting them as such. We always try in Mozart to have as few markings as possible because he was a great violinist as well. So he knew bowings mm. and, um, and markings. And there is actually more in those scores than you hear in interpretations where people soften the blow, so to speak, or speak above a whisper. And so going from the whisper to the blow of the drama is something that is actually in the music and I think that if it starts with a bang this grand French overture so yeah I was trying to get rid of that fourth wall. Mm. For this last program you were also joined on stage by students from the Guildhall. Uh, you've worked with students from the Guildhall School of Music and Drama on electronic chamber and now orchestral programming. The, the great thing about this is that I got you know the opportunity to have two days to work with them beforehand so we were really able to craft you know something out of the raw material. Just one last question so you can get back to warming up. Are there any hints or directions you might be able to give us at this point on the next two seasons of ACO programming with the Barbican Centre? Um, look more of the same, more of the exploration to the outer reaches of the imagination and of course to keep our core intact that is playing classical symphonies and string repertoire. Yeah, I mean, we can't, we haven't released the program yet, but expanding on what we've done. Yeah. Fantastic. Thanks, Richard. Okay, thank you. Thanks for joining us over in London. Be sure to follow the ACO on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, and over at our blog on aco.com.au forward slash blog for more behind the scenes content. And I'll catch you at the next performance. <laughs>